0: This is God's word, not Pastor Evan's word. word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can can be who it says I can be. be be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, today, I I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare That my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, my My ears are open, open. and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same, in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Now Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet, and it is a light unto our path. As we hear the word today, let it not be a normal day. Let it be a day that we know that our hearts will receive a word that can change our lives. I thank you for your people who pressed their way in today. Those who are coming to hear a specific word from you. One that can change situations in their lives. One that can change their hearts. One that can change their families and generations to come. And so as I have decreased, I thank you for the anointing of God increasing to feed every person in this room. And I declare that signs, miracles, and wonders will follow the word because you declared it would. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. For the next few weeks, I'm going to be sharing a series and I'm calling it because I couldn't come up with a better series title name. So I'm calling this series, getting your life together. Touch your name and say, neighbor, you need to get your life together. Now look at him and say, you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't don't know me. And today's message is the beginning of that series, and the message title today is called How to Get Closer to God. Now, if I were to ask everybody in the room the question, I believe I would get probably 100% participation. How many in here would love to get closer to God? Let me see your hand. And I believe that most believers would love to get closer to God, but I also believe either they do not know how to get closer to God or... What they have done and been doing has become so ritualistic that it becomes more of a chore than it has been a delight. And so today, say today, today I want us to look at some principles that I believe will help us get closer to God. So I want you to find Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 3, that's the Old Testament. And then I want you to find Psalm 22. That was Exodus chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 1. And then I want you to find Psalm chapter 22 verses 1. And there's, I, I, w- I want to say over the last few months, some of what I'm going to share today has been on my heart. And, and the reason it has been because many of us as believers, we miss the purpose of what worship is about. And because worship, we don't know the purpose of it, it really doesn't matter to us whether we worship or not. And that's why many times uh, we come to church and instead of worshiping, we sing. And there's a major difference between the two. And I'm going to show you through some principles today that one of the keys to getting closer to God is that we're going to have to learn how to worship God. Now, in Exodus chapter 3, look at verse 1. It says, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. It sounds like Moses was at work. Do you agree? Moses is at work keeping his father-in-law's flock, the priest of the Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God Even to Horab, so I'm not sure if Moses knew that this particular this particular mountain was the mountain that God's presence was at, but whether he knew it or not, he stumbled upon this mountain. And then in verse two, it says, "And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in flames of fire out of the midst of the bush, and he looked." Everybody say he looked. I want you to circle looked. He looked, and he behold the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed let's see what happened in verse 3 and Moses said I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burned now I want you to notice something the first thing that Moses did is that he looked everybody say "He he looked now you can look at something but not be focused on that Because he looked, saw the bush was burning, but after looking, he decided to focus. He turned around and it says, he turned aside. Everybody say, he turned aside. He turned aside to see. That word see, you can basically say, he turned to focus this time. So now instead of just looking at it, he decided to stare at it. And that's what you got to do in worship. You can't just sing. You have to focus on who you're singing to. Because I'm going to show you some components of worshiping. Man, worshiping brings down the presence of God. And what we don't know is when the presence of God comes down, it consumes any problem you may have. And the Bible says the times of refreshing comes from being in the presence of the Lord. So let's look at this. Here's a principle that I want you to write down if you're taking notes. And if you're not taking notes, I still want you to write it down. Every time we enter into an encounter with God, God will speak to us. I'm talking about how to get closer to God today. And one of the ways that we get closer to God is we must have encounters with God. Say encounters I didn't say encounter. I said encounters because, see, you can't just go on one date with somebody and feel like I need to marry them the next time I see them. And many times we want to have one encounter with God to change our lives when it's going to take a series of encounters for our lives to be changed and for us to grow into his image. And so we have to, as a, as a first point, In order to get closer to God, we must have encounters with him. One date won't do it. Listen to this. There are two ways that you can encounter God. Number one, you can encounter God when he initiates it. In other words, that's what happened to me to Moses. I really don't think Moses knew too much about that mountain. But just in case he did, let's give him some credit he knew. But still, God initiated it through the bush. And you say, well, pastor, how can I encounter God if if I have to wait for him to initiate the encounter? Well, here's the second point. When you encounter God, you can also initiate it. Now, write down James chapter 4, verse 8. This is what it says. It says, when you draw close to God, God will draw close to you. So I can have an encounter with God anytime I get ready. And that's what happens. Many times we come to church, we come to sing. And that's why many times believers are late for worship because they don't think worship has any value. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you was late this morning. I know it. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? God is waiting to have an encounter with us. And I'm going to show you later on in the lesson when you have an encounter with God, not only does God speak to you, but God can provide you with healing. He can provide you with with encouragement. He can he can he can resolve some issues in your heart. You can leave here free before the word even comes. Amen. I know we look at the word as the main main meal, but you can't look at it like that because if I can have an encounter with God, enter into his presence while I'm singing, while I'm worshiping him. And the Bible says when I do that, he inhabits my praise. He comes and sits down where I am. He abodes in what I'm singing. He lifts me up. He brings my burdens down. The Bible says the heels melt like wax in the presence of God. That means you can't go in God's presence with a problem and come out, come out with it. Because he done melted that thing. And you want to wait until you get the word. Listen. Listen. You can be free before the word even comes. Amen. You can have encounters with God. By him initiating it. Or by you initiating it. Now let me show you how to initiate encounters with God. Here's number one. You can encounter with God. Or have an encounter with God. Through praise and worship. Now in Psalm 22 verse three, go back, go to there, keep your hand over in Exodus, we're going to come back. In Psalm 22, I told you to go there, look in verse three, I just said it. it says, "But you are holy, O you that inhabits the praise of Israel. The word "'inhabits there means to sit down in." Now, here's the point. worship is not an act, but it's an experience. It's not even about... What you're doing as much as who you're meeting. When you come to church and you worship. First of all, you got to get here on time to do that. And then when you get here, you can have two people in a worship service. One of them who has broken through the veil have gone in into the Holy of Holies and worship, they're caught up and God is blessing them. God is communing with them. God is fellowshipping with them. And I'm going to show you that when you fellowship with God and encounter with Him, that He speaks to you. Watch this. Then you can have a person over here that's just singing. Nothing's really happening. They're just singing. They're not focused on who they're coming to meet. That's why when we sing songs, we sing songs that talk about who God is and how great he is and what he can do because what it does, you can be standing up here worshiping, singing the songs and be thinking about what you got to do when you leave. Or you could be sitting here worshiping and praying, uh, singing and, and, and you're thinking about your kids and what you're going to buy school supplies for school. How many know you're not focused on worship when you do that? Amen. And so the, 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 that verse says, he inhabits the praise of his people. Go to Psalm 100 quickly. Psalm, one, Psalm 100. Go to Psalm 100. We know this verse, but I'm going to show you that you initiate an encounter with God when you praise and worship. It says in Psalm 100 verse 1, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, yeah. all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with what? Amen. Singing. Even if you don't have a great voice, sing anyway. Because one of the protocols of getting into his presence is you got to sing something. He said, Come into his presence with singing. Know you that the Lord he is God. He has made us, we, he has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Watch this now. Enter, say enter, enter into his gates with what? With thanksgiving and then into his courts with what? With praise. So the protocol of getting into that presence, getting into that encounter is that we got to come in there with some singing and with some praising and with some focus. Everybody say focus. Here's a second way you can initiate an encounter with God is you you can initiate an encounter through prayer. Go to Acts chapter 10 verse verse quickly. Uh, Acts chapter 10. We're going to look in verse 9. Acts chapter 10. Don't forget to keep your hand over there in Exodus. Acts chapter 10. You can encounter. You can initiate an encounter with God through prayer. And this, this will help you see prayer in a different light. See, prayer to most of us is a laundry list of what we want God to do. We act like God is Santa Claus. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's... Come on, help me, class. None you, God ain't Santa Claus. And most of us, that's how we treat him. Our prayer is not, has nothing to do with him. It all has all to do with us. We're not praying because we want to communicate with God. We want to pray because we want to tell him all about our problems. I'm telling you, when you get into the presence of God, he melts your problems. Listen, in Acts chapter 10, verse 9, let's see what happened with Simon. It says, and on the morrow, as they went into their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up to the housetop to do what class? He came, he went up there to pray. I give Peter some, some credit. He got up there. He said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to get away from everybody. I'm going to the rooftop and I'm going to pray. Well, let's see what happened. When he got up there to start praying, he got hungry. That's kind of normal, ain't it? You either get hungry or sleepy, one of the two. He got hungry and he would have eaten, but they were down there getting the food ready. And while he was praying with an empty stomach, the scripture says he fell into a trance. And he saw the heavens open and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. I'm not going to finish reading it, but I want you to see that Peter began to pray. And as a result of his prayer, he initiated an encounter with God. So you can initiate an encounter with God through your praise and worship, or you can, you can initiate one through prayer. And many times we skip prayer because we don't see it as an opportunity to have an encounter. Everybody say years ago. Years ago. I remember when we were at Kenneth Davis Elementary School, right down the street. Eden, Eden Road runs uh, north and uh, east and west. Okay, and so uh, we had gotten to the point where it looked like we needed to do, do two services, and I said. Man, I really don't want to do two services. And so I did some research and I said, you know what? It would probably be better for us to just find a bigger space. So I began to pray about it. Everybody say he began to pray. Pray. Yeah, I began to pray because I knew that prayer will cause an encounter with me and God. And so I began to pray and I began to pray. And as a result of praying, I saw a vision. And the vision was this auditorium had never been here before, did not even know this school existed. You know why? Because I never came down on this end of Eden. You know why I never came down on this end? Because I knew it was a dead end. So I never came down this way. So when I saw the vision, I said, Lord, is that what you want us to be? He said, that's what I want you to be. And so instead of continuing the encounter, you know what I did? I just took off, got in my car after I got done praying and just ripped and ran and, Didn't find nowhere. I was like, where is this place at? And, and, you know, and finally after I started running all my gas out, I said, Lord, where is this place? He said, well, had you asked me at first, I'd have just kept you from burning all your gas. (laughs) Now go back over to Exodus, go back over to Exodus. And so what happened was he told me to go down Eden Road. I said, well, that's where we are. We're already going. He said, go down Eden Road. Well, me, you know what I did? I went right back in the direction of Kenneth Davis. And Ken I mean, Eden runs into Cooper. I said, well, Lord, ain't no school or no auditorium. I don't see nothing like that. Go back the other way. So I went back the other way and I came all the way down. And guess what? I see Seguin High School. I had never seen the school before in my life. So I went inside the school. I came inside. I said, you know, I went to the office. I said, hey, do you all have some kind of auditorium or something that you all have, you know, that have something in or a church could have a church in? They said, oh, we have an auditorium. I said, well, can I see it? And so they brought me back here and it was exactly what I saw in the vision. So I took a picture of it. Click. Yes, I did. I took a picture of it. Click. And I went and printed that picture, and I gave it to everybody at church. How many was on Kenneth Davis and remember that? I, gave, I passed out a copy to everybody. I said, guys, this is where we're going to be at church next. Here you go. I said, put it on your refrigerator because I know you go there every day. More than one time. Put it on the refrigerator. And I gave them confession to say on the thing. I wrote it on there. I mean, I typed it on there, and they did it. Okay, so I came back to the school. I asked, "Could we have service here?" And I got a no. Then I came back again, and I asked them, "Can we have service here?" And I, and I got a, no. I got another no. I said, "Wait a minute, now I know. I I know I'm supposed to be in this place." I came back again. I asked them again, and you know what they told me? They told me no. But this time, what I decided to do, I started, I decided to meditate on the promise God made me. So what I started doing is every day, every other day, I just come and show up at the school and say, hey, can I go to the auditorium? They say, sure. And I started coming so much, they just said. And I come here, I kid you not, i would sit right here on this stage. And I would just imagine all of the seats full. Lord, I thank you there because you told me this is where we're supposed to be. I had an encounter with you. I know your voice. I know you showed me the vision. And so I thank you that you said you are faithful who has promised. And then I went back again. Fourth time. This time, you know what they said? They said, sure. Because when God says yes, man can't say No. now go back to exodus let me show you a principle here here's point number two based on all the points i've given you here's point number two exodus chapter three watch this once an encounter with god has been initiated we must now next be willing to examine what we see by turning aside like moses did watch this now in exodus chapter three look in verse three It says, and Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burned. And when the Lord, watch this now, when the Lord saw that he, Moses, turned aside, watch what happened. God called him. God begins to speak to us when we take the time to turn aside, focus on him, and then he'll speak. Do you know God can't speak if you're ripping and running? And it wasn't until Moses, see, God didn't speak to Moses when he looked. God spoke to Moses when he turned aside and focused. And that's what happened when you're worshiping, when you're having an encounter, and when you're focused on God, God is obligated to talk to you. And it wasn't until Moses stopped and focused on God and what he was doing that God decided to speak to him and reveal who he was. Now, here's the other thing that I like, and you can write this down. In order to get closer to God, we must embrace, say embrace. We must embrace what he wants us to do. And see, that's a problem with a lot of us. But see, let me say this to you. When you are in an encounter with God and his presence comes down while you're talking to him and while you're singing to him and while you're praising him and his presence comes down, let me say what happens. Let me tell you what happens. Your will starts to change. See, notice when Jesus was in the presence of God, he said, he said, if there is a way to take this cup away from me, he said, take it. He said, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. So our wills can change when we're in his presence, when we're having an encounter. And once you have an encounter, you must embrace what he wants you to do. And that's what happened to Moses. Notice now in verse five, it, it says, and he said, draw not here, take off your shoes. So because this is holy ground, then verse six, God begins to reveal to Moses who he was. He says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. Notice that when he was having an encounter with God, God revealed to Moses who he was. And that's what I'm talking about today. How do you get closer to God? You get closer to God by having an encounter. How do you have an encounter? You have an encounter when God either initiates it or you initiate it with him. How do you initiate it? You initiate it through praise and worship and you also initiate it with prayer. And when he turned aside to do these things, the the Bible says God spoke to him. Now here's the thing that I like as I close. Look in verse 9. God said to Moses, Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come to me, and I have seen the oppression where the Egyptians oppressed them. Watch verse 10. He says to Moses, come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh. Now he's having an encounter with God, and through this encounter, God now reveals to Moses what his purpose in his life is for God. And many people are running around trying to find out, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? But they're not taking the time to initiate an encounter. And if you initiate an encounter, God's going to speak to you. And he spoke to Moses and he said, Moses, in verse 10, come because I want to send you to Pharaoh that you may bring forth my people. So watch this. Your purpose in life can come from an encounter with God. Same thing happened to Mary. In Luke chapter 1, verse 38, it says, And Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord. She said, Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Remember, the angel came to Mary and said, Mary, you're going to get pregnant. God wants you to carry his only begotten son. And she said, How is that going to happen? Because she was a a virgin. But even after the angel explained it to her, she could have said, I don't know how that's going to happen. And that's what happens. God will speak something to you and it's so big you can't see how you're going to do it. You shouldn't see how you're going to do it because you can't do it because if you could do it you wouldn't need God to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the only reason your vision for your life scares you is because you're looking at it through your own efforts and not through the efforts of God. It says we can do all things through who? Christ. And so Mary had an encounter with God but with that encounter she said yes. Somebody else, watch this. Years ago, everybody say years ago. Years ago, years ago I had an encounter with God. I think I was 22, uh, maybe, 23. I think I was 23. I'm 46 now, so I was, I was 23. How many years ago is that? 23? Okay. <laughs> Don't act like I can't add. You can't add either why you got that calculator on your desk at work (laughs) 23 years ago i remember i was praying how did i say one of the ways you can initiate an encounter with god i was praying all by myself praying and the spirit of god just comes down and just reveals to me he wants me to preach how many know that was not something i wanted to do but see, when you're in an encounter and you know it's him and you know that the purpose of an encounter is for him to talk to you and you know he has your best interest at hand, the best thing to do is to say, yes, Lord. So I didn't say yes right then and there, though. I just said, I'll get back with you on that. So every day I prayed after that, I couldn't get nowhere else. He said, did you hear me the last time? I want you to preach. I said, I heard you. Then it come back again. You know, I couldn't get past that prayer. Come back. Oh, Lord, I bless you. Don't you know I want you to preach? Can you just let me praise you right now? But finally, I said yes. And when I said yes, I went to my pastor and I told him. And he says, you know, the Lord already told me. He just didn't want me to tell you first because it's better for him to tell you than for me to tell you. Which I thought was good too. But because of that encounter with God, I got my purpose. How many of us need our purpose today? God wants us to have an encounter with Him. And you know, I feel us so busy in this room. We're so busy, running here and there, ripping and running, not really. And some of you all are praying, and that's good because you should, but you're not praying for an encounter, you're praying because it's a ritual. And you don't get an encounter out of a ritual. All you get is some knowledge and knowledge puffs up. That's all it does. But I believe there are some people here today. Just because of what I'm saying is saying I'm ready for an encounter. How many in here are ready for an encounter? Let me see. Amen. Hold your heads down right quick. Right there where you are. Father in Jesus name. It is your will for us to have an encounter with you. An encounter that will initiate. Your voice being spoken into our lives. An encounter, Father, where you reveal unto us what our purpose in life is. An encounter that will change the very being of our wheels. And an encounter, Father, that will thrust us into the midst of our purpose in life. And all of those who raise their hands and say, I want an encounter. Father, we will allow the praise and worship on Sundays to not just be an appetizer before the main meal but Father we will see it as a part of the meal it's part of the meal it's not an appetizer it's part of the meal and Father breakthroughs can come healings can come deliverance can come if we would just come and invoke your presence through our praise and worship and so Lord I pray in Jesus name that this week We just won't let this word fall to the ground, but we'll begin to initiate encounters with you through our praise and our worship and through prayer. And as we do it, burdens will be lifted. yokes will be destroyed. Healings will come forth. And the heals and the problems in our life will wax in your presence. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Well, He.